Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Hey everybody, I just wanted to break into this broadcast because as I'm putting all these together, we found out that Robin Bullock is going to be coming to minister at our church on March 20th and 21st. Robin Bullock is an apostolic leader in the church right now. He is based out of Alabama. He's been on Sid Roth recently. He's been on Elijah Streams and Elijah List several times. He has a word for now. Now it's March 20th. That's a Saturday. We'll have two meetings, one at 2 p.m., one at 7 p.m. Then Sunday morning, we will have our 930 service with them. So you do not want to miss this. If you want more information, please give us a call 757-890-0007. And again, we're Beauty for Ashes Ministries in Newport News, Virginia. Put it on your calendar. You don't want to miss it. We'll be talking to you more about it soon. Did anybody walk through a really difficult trial and actually win yet, besides me? Edie, okay. Caleb, okay. Rennie, Linda, Karen, if she was here. Romay, Patty, okay, all right. What did you do? You had to have done something. So let's go back to what, I wasn't going to teach this today. Do y'all hear how much that guy sounds like me? This isn't what I was planning. This isn't my plan. That is an apostolic anointing that's coming to the church in baby form. Amen? We're used to it. Other people going, he didn't know what he's saying. What is he doing? All right. So, and I'll just be honest with you. I just asked the Lord the other day to show me what those principal those those princip- the rulers, principalities, you know, high, the stuff in powers and wicked places, what were they? And then out of hundreds of videos on YouTube, I happened to go to this one, which I happened to get and exactly skip all the way to one hour and 15 minutes, and he's explaining it. Amen? And then to see the revelation of him connecting it to what's in the book of Revelation. Where was it at? Revelations 20? All right. So I want to look at these names for the enemy. Now, where's the other scripture where it talks about rulers, principalities, and all that? Ephesians 6. Okay, pull that up. And then as I say this, when you say what corresponds to it, go to the literal if you got the literal. So the first, the first power, if you want to look, the first assignment of the enemy is the dragon. Did you, did you have that Ephesians? So what's the first power? Rulers. rulers. Okay. So, so when we're fighting rulers, we're fighting the dragon. Why did he say 
it takes a thousand of them that he believes that there's a thousand of them that really come in to try to attack. Because each individual believer has authority over a thousand demons. How do you know that? Because I asked God when I'm there, like, God, I'm good ground. So when I'm hearing stuff I haven't heard before, I'm already ask, getting revelation from God. And here I am preaching it without even going home and studying it yet. But that's okay because this is what God wants you to get. So you have a, on your own, you can, mm, on your own, you can handle any real attack of the enemy. That's a personal attack. So if you're on an island and it's just you, the devil doesn't get to beat the tar out of you because you're on an island and there's nobody to come in agreement with you. Amen? But there is a power of agreement. There is a five-fold ministry to help come alongside you, to build you up, to equip you. But I want everybody to know. Okay, everybody? Mm. Mm. I don't think I'm going to get to it today. I thought it was probably Tuesday. We've got a bus covering. Covering doctrine. Think of it. Covering doctrine puts a blanket over you. Covers. So that good seed can't go in and do anything in you. Unless you get a little hole in your blanket. Amen. So that you don't really have any authority. You got to, they better pray for me. Okay. So we've already now covering doctrine. We're going to get more detail. God told me to start writing the book. I knew one day I'd have to write the book. I just wish it was already written because now the church needs it really bad. It was the covering doctrine, the Nicolaitan teaching that came in during Catholicism when it became, when, when church became, uh, a mandated um, authority by man. And when that happened, it was goodbye, Holy Spirit. We got this now. And we're going to use it. We're going to pervert it. We're going to make money off of it. And we, the bigwigs, are in charge. That was the dark. It take away the Bible so Holy Spirit can't speak to the people. Whew. Okay. Satan is trying to do a dark ages. Just so you know. This is not the appointed time for the return of Christ. I believe that. I've seen it. It witnesses in my spirit. Which means for all those people who are looking for a great escape of Christ coming to get us all. Like next week. It's not going to happen. How do you know? The church is too immature. The bride is not ready. The bride is not in unity with the Holy Spirit. To be able to say, come Holy Spirit. I mean, come Lord Jesus, come. Amen? Amen? So that Satan is trying to, Satan is trying to push back the return of Christ. Why? Because he knows what happens when Christ returns. He gets the snot beat out of him and he gets locked away for a thousand years. And he knows when he comes out, he gets exactly 1,000 years. And he knows after that, it's over for him. He will be tormented just like everybody else in hell and in the lake of fire. And he will have no power at all except complete torment does everybody get that all right because this isn't make-believe this is God's word it's true all right so we got to get this the Bible says to be as wise as a serpent but gentle as a dove we've thrown the wise as a serpent thing out the window half of these prophecies uh, mm. it is not being wise as a serpent to recognize, a coup, to, to say a coup is okay with God. Okay? If you did not come, how many did not come Friday night? Okay. If you did not come Friday night, 
you have to go to the website www.mike Michael is it Mike Michael Michael J how you spell Lindell L I N D E L L dot com. Okay? If you want to see proof to your eyes, which you ought to know, that China was the main player, proof positive, behind this coup, and they're trying to shut it up. The real problem is why are they trying to shut it up? Because somebody is a part of it in the deep state. So when you see this, proof positive by NASA engineers, FBI agents. I mean, it's not a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing. These people have a lot more degrees than anybody in this place have because almost all of them are PhDs. Okay? These aren't just the typical guy down the street thinks this, which would be fine if Holy Spirit showed it to him. But this, this is the kind of proof somebody should be looking at and you can't even put it out there. So if you see me put an announcement on a picture of a pillow, all right, I'm telling you something. I'm doing my best not to get kicked off of Facebook. Why? Because I use it to talk internationally the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? And there's enough people getting kicked off trying to use it in our nation. Okay, so I'm going out of my way not to use Facebook except to give you hints to come to the meeting to see what's going on. Amen? Because I know everybody's not led enough by the Holy Ghost to know when to come. But some of you got to start catching the hints. What is she talking about? Is it a pajama party tonight? <laughs> no, it's on a pillow because we're talking. If you say a pillow, we're talking about the proof. It's called absolute proof, I think is the name of the video. The proof, Okay. There was nothing about the proof that shocked me. I'd heard it. I bit, God led me to bits and pieces of it. This is not conspiracy. Nobody who's in this proof thing had anything to do with the conspiracy theories, okay? The conspiracy theories are to make the proof not look true so nobody will listen. And the devil's done a good job with it. And all the people pushing that stuff has done a good job helping the devil to stop the truth. Because honestly, if that never got out, then people would be listening to this. So please renounce conspiracy theory. Renounce following people that you don't know, who don't know the president, have never even talked to the president, and have nothing to do with people who really know what's going on. Renounce it. Quit thinking it's okay. We just had a congresswoman in the house who is bold. Man, you ought to go see her, her speech. She let them have it. Thank God. God's raising up some fire. But she lost her committee assignment because she posted two or three times years ago from Q. And it disqualified her, according to our, to our Congress, to be on a committee. But it was worth it hearing what she had to say. So if you haven't seen that, look it up. Because the media loves to show when they get somebody thrown out. But what she said really put them all in their place that God wants them under, under, the, under, the, under our feet. Amen? So this is serious stuff. That Q thing could, is going to be able to take your license if you keep posting that mess and keep believing that mess. You better watch out. It's going to take your credibility because it's not credible. 
Okay, does everybody get me? Get free. Come on Tuesday night, ask God to cleanse you. That's different than a man who spent his own million dollars. Okay, Mike Lindell seems kind of um, childlike, doesn't he? It's called childlike faith. You do not build a multi-million dollar business if you're stupid. Okay, so quit buying into everything. He is a genius. His goofy way of selling his pillows has touched the heart of a lot of Americans to buy his pillows. But he's not dumb. He knew where to go. He had the money. He spent the money. He tracked this stuff down. Amen? He met with the right people. He got it all put together by professionals. It should be all over the place. They're not letting people show it. And Friday night, for those who were here, we had a big group. The Lord was like, don't knock his childlike faith. Because I'm sitting there watching it with my reasoning brain going, well, I know most of this. The only thing he showed me I didn't know was the proof of so much of it coming out of China with the actual addresses and computers it came from and, and all this kind of stuff. But my brain was going, well, nobody wants to listen. And God goes, will you be quiet and keep the man in his faith bubble? It's called grace. And pray that he stays in that place of grace to believe. Because faith is powerful. And we're to have childlike faith. So then when I'm looking at my own trials. Where I had to overcome these principalities. I had to stay in that bubble. Some of you better get your butts in a grace bubble. Amen. You better start believing what God says. Well that's foolish. And when you're fighting something. You're going to have experts tell you that's not real. That's not true. You had better decide today to believe God's word over everything else. And whatever in your life does not line up with his word, it's time to kiss it goodbye. Not even kiss it. Kick it goodbye. Just kick it out. And don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's the one who preached it. Well, don't you think that's a little naive? No, I think it's so high in the things of God, you can't get it. He says the blind will lead the blind. So don't expect the blind not to be led by the blind. He, God himself says in his word, those who keep coming against truth, he will give them over to delusion. Okay, he will give them over to delusion. All right, so when we look at these powers, and I'm helping you see as we pray for the nations, but I'm also helping you see as you pray for your individual walk. If you would overcome in your individual walk, you will know how to do this. You will know how to join in to this fight for a Holy Spirit outpouring. Amen? You will know how to intercede. You will know how to overcome. You will know how to walk in favor. You will know how to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? And no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. There's so much scripture. All things work together for good to those who love God and call to his purpose. So I already know this is going to work to my good. I know it. Because I love God. How do you know you love God? I obey him. I believe him. Don't say you love God and you don't obey him. Just so you know. When you are in blatant sin, at least admit to yourself you don't love God. Therefore, you may not have the divine promises and protection. Amen? 
Just recognize it. He's not stupid. He knows if you love him, you obey him. He says so. See, we watch soap. Some of y'all, I don't anymore, watch soap operas. And you think love is somebody bringing you flowers and running around trying to, to, to tell you how great you are and everything else. God never says that's what love is. God was okay with arranged marriages, to be quite honest with you, because he figured the parents could pick out who would treat you better than you'd pick out for yourself. And if you go to India, even the Christian families still do that. And some of the, let me say, the Christian parents who know how to pray, we still do that too. We just know how to pray certain ones out of the picture. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you get the wisdom from God to get rid of that one. Whoop, okay. That's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Anyhow, don't tell our kids. We well, guess well tell mine. They're like, my one son marries into a family that they're all in the ministry. I'm like, oh, yes. The one thing he said he'd never do. Anyway. All right. So he said that the dragon, and I have to say this out. What did he say the dragons, what is the main thing the dragon does? It gets your eyes off of Jesus. And Jesus is the word. Okay, I want you to get this. There is a lot of things going on in the church that eyes are not on Jesus. They, they almost all did, but did away with Jesus. I mean, some of the really strong prophetic teaching is, well, Jesus did his part. Now it's our turn. Who needs him? We're just like him. You will never be just like Jesus. He is the creator, not the creation. He will never be the creation. He is the creator. Amen. He created all things. He stepped right out. From the Father, that's why it's called the Son, and begin to create everything. You can't create nothing. I can give you an empty, some people might be able to do some witchcraft and make something that's already created appear, and I don't understand all that. I don't want to get that deep in darkness to understand it. Amen? But I'm going to tell you what, no human being has ever created anything. I am not a co-creator with Christ. Get rid of some of these wrong, wrong, wrong teaching in the prophetic. I don't co-create. I speak God's word, which led by his spirit releases into the, into the spirit realm what needs to be released for God's will to come into my life. Get away from this new age mess. Get away from it. I'm, you talk about eyes that, you talk about the dragon coming into the church and, and causing everybody to go down loop-de-loo land. Amen? So we need to see that the dragon is a spirit. What did you call them? Rulers? So the rulers that it talks about in Ephesians that we have authority over. We'll look at that. The rulers reign under Satan's leading as the dragon. In other words... That part of his army of demons are to go and to get your eyes off of Jesus, period. Get your eyes off of Jesus in the church. Get your, covering doctrine is a gigantic, gigantic, big thing he did to totally wipe out the church in the dark ages. And he made it an institution, an organization that was all about money, power, sexual perversion, every other gross thing. And that's what became the church. And if you look at the world, if they ever try to represent a, quote, Christian, they put a Catholic priest up there. 
Amen. That doesn't represent. That represents when that authority was stolen from the church through the dragon. They got their eyes off of God. So whatever situation you're in, don't put your eyes on the doctor and their prescriptions. Don't put your eyes on the real estate market. Don't put your eyes on who is sitting in the White House. Don't put your eyes on Donald Trump, who should be sitting in the White House. Don't put your eyes on anyone but Jesus. Now, how many would say, and, and I could tell by the reactions this morning, because I was asking the Lord, what's going on? He goes, all, everyone loved and got all excited when they heard the prophetic that I'm going to invade, I'm, I'm going to come and save them with the angel army. Everybody got excited about that. But then when the worship got over to eyes on Jesus, nobody could go there that fast. Because you were still caught up in rescue us, God, with your army. Where normally, if we work our way into, let's see Jesus, and everybody goes there. And, and I'm, don't give me looks like I'm missing it because I'm not. Just get your own intellect out of the way. Get your own whatever you're listening to out of the way and hear what God is saying to you. Amen? Because I pick it up. Just so you know, I pick it up. And the Lord's like, whap this thing because your brain is not greater than what God wants to do in the anointing. Amen? There is too many people in this room whose eyes are not on Jesus. And don't get Bible teachers that you get your eyes on. Don't put your eyes on me. Don't put your eyes on anybody. You need to be seeking him. He says, if my people called by my name, seek my face. I don't know, you guys, I'm glad y'all are meeting on every other Thursday, praise God, but there had better be some seeking God's face in that or you're wasting your time. I'm not saying you're not. I wasn't there. I don't ask. I don't care. I'm just telling you. Any youth group, church, kids group, Anytime you get together, there needs to be a seeking the face of God. If you're just seeking how to get out of this mess, we are missing it. He already tells us his, his formula. If you seek my, if you're mine, born again, seek my face. In the process of seeking his face, you will be humbled because you'll see how messed up you are. I don't, it's not up to me how messed up everybody else is. I got to see how messed up I am. Amen. That's why Tuesday nights are really powerful, but few people want to come. Because nobody wants to see how messed up they are. And everybody who's been to a woman's retreat go, amen. But the freedom of getting free to see Jesus is worth it. Amen. So there's got to come a seeking his face. That's what the dragon spirit wants to stop. He can stop it a million ways. He can stop it with keeping us all, including me, in a crisis mode right now. What are we going to do? The truth is, none of us know when the church will rise up to the place of authority she needs to be in to overcome this thing. We don't know if it will happen in our lifetime. Amen? We're not undercovering. We don't get our eyes on what prophets say. We get encouraged and built up in what prophets say. Amen? Amen. Do you see the difference? Like I played that. I believe that. But I know it's not just going to happen magically. It can only happen when the believers in the body of Christ do what the Lord says to do. 
if that's ice, we're going to be in here for a while. <laughs> well, when I'm finished preaching, I'll pray the weather turns to 39, no, 42 to melt it so we can go home. All right. So I want us to get this. I want you to think for a minute about your own trial if you're in one. What is the dragon doing to get your eyes off? He can puff you up and make you think you've already arrived. Let, let me say, okay. All right. Had Mitchell been healed at the Benny Hinn crusade, I would have not have overcome that trial. I mean, I would have gotten a victory, but I personally would not have overcome. I would have not personally known how to fight. Do you understand what I'm saying? So some of you who raised your hands that you've overcome, you haven't overcome. Somebody else walked you through and pushed you past the finish line. That's not the same. It's good. Praise God, right? Right? But God wants you to know you got to know. You got to know how to overcome. You got to know what would I do if this happened and those people weren't there to grab hold of me and push me through the finish line. Where you've really got victory is where it changed you and your understanding of God to where if it tries to come again, you already know that you know the truth that's going to set you free. You already know that you know, devil, I, I'm going to take you down in Jesus' name. Now, how can you get that kind of confidence? Because the Lord's had me take him down over and over and over since then. And then the last trial that I guess was the last big trial was, you know, the lawsuit. I didn't even bat an eye. And that was a two-year trial. Look at it. We want half a million dollars. You can want whatever you want. God paid for the place. God gave me the place and only God can take it away. But I'm not saying that cocky. I'm saying that because my eyes are on him and I know who he is. And this is the key. If America becomes communist, we are going to have a gigantic underground church. We may see more people saved in America under communism than we've seen under freedom. Do I want that? No. But do I think God could do something powerful in that? Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Get your eyes on who he is. Get your eyes on who he is. Then we can preach better to people in other nations. By the way, be praying for Iris. Did you see that thing last night? Mozambique, they are having a horrible time in uh, Mozambique. They are murdering people left and right. Their people are starving. They have people running from other parts of Mozambique to where Iris space is by the hundreds. I, actually, the ministry, we sent money. We're going to send money every month. And, 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 you know, they're just doing, they're, they're, they're having people converted to Christianity left and right. But that's not mean they're not going to all die as martyrs. I mean, they have never had this kind of horrific terrorism. People being hit at everything. And they're asking everyone to pray. And they're asking everyone to keep supporting them because they're having to feed hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who are fleeing for their lives. And they can't say a word about it on the internet. They know it. So somebody else through God TV from another country said it last night. And I just happened, I never even watched God TV, to see it. 
And I saw her on there asking very carefully how she asked. Amen? But she's got peace. People are getting saved. So, so in the eyes of God, people getting saved is more important than anything else. Salvation is more important than anything else. That doesn't mean he doesn't want us not to go into the dark ages. Amen? Amen? So we have to be in our words. We have to love our words. We have to preach the word. We have to not be afraid. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We've got to stop the dragon. Now remember, dragon is the name of what? Communism. Isn't it funny that that's their symbol? How, how subtle is this? So the spirit of the dragon took everybody off track from what's been happening in our nation because everybody got too busy, right? And truth, I'll be honest, it, it blindsided me in that, we, that China's been that involved with trying to take over our nation. I, I knew about Islam, you know, I knew about Freemasons, you know, I knew some of these other things. But I, when I saw the proof from the pillow guy that it literally was China Trump won by such a landslide, you guys, that even what China did wouldn't have flipped it by itself. All these little things could have flipped it. Trump won by so much <coughs> that it took five different ways of fraud for them to get close. This was one of the biggest landslides, probably greater than Reagan. Now, how much humility does Trump have to know all this? I mean, you talk about breaking. He's got to be breaking right now that, that he had that kind of favor. And yet this coup has happened. If I'm on Facebook, I probably ain't on much longer. We're not on Facebook? Oh, good. Okay, just go to beautyfreshes.org. We just can't do this on Facebook these days. Okay, do you see what I'm saying? But I'm gonna, we're going to get where I can get this off of there and send it to these other places on Messenger. Because if it's not through Facebook's thing, they won't do all their whatever they do. All right. So, I'm sorry. So, so we got to see this dragon. So what, what do we need to do first? We need to get rid of the dragon in our own lives. Okay. So the dragon in your life is anything that gets your eyes off of Jesus. It can be a problem. It could be blessing. It could be what school says. It could be what a, a boyfriend. It could be a girlfriend. Okay. Anything that gets your eyes off of pure devotion to Jesus Christ and loving him, amen, is the dragon. All right? So, so, so we want our eyes back on there. We want our eyes on him alone. I'm, I'm talking to myself too, amen? I'm going to spend more time looking at him, more time just hanging out with him. More time seeing what he says, what his word says. Amen? That's how you defeat the dragon. Now, if you're in a trial, I don't know if anybody's in a trial. Well, it's pretty good we don't have that many trials. Okay, let, let me do your trial, okay? I'm going to help you, all right? I'm just going to help you because I know your trial. So, so your trial is the enemy took you down a place because he's hurt. He's had your eyes off of him for years. He's hurt you. He's wounded you. You had some abuse in your past, right? And you had a strong rejection that really hurt, okay? Okay, all that stuff, and it's a bunch, all right? So God wants to deliver you from all that years and years and years of years of you putting up with that and not really knowing how to get free, all right? So what 
So to slay this dragon, all right, who's been involved for a long time, what's the first thing you need to do based on what I just said? Get your eyes on the true Jesus. Not on you. Not on what the devil says. Not on any leaders, although they're going to come along and help you. Do you see what I'm saying? Your eyes are to be on Jesus. Okay, let's go on Facebook now because I know there's people there who need this. I'll try not to be... Okay, I'm going to talk in code if I get political, so catch on, all right? If I do code talk, you'll know. I need, I need to get some little... Like, give his headband. I'll put his, head, his American flag headband on. She's talking in code. And, you know, grab a pillow or something. All right, are we on? All right, that's all I can put it. All right, so when you're fighting an attack, you've got to overcome the dragon, which is the rulers. The enemy is allowed, according to what we heard this morning, to, to attack you with up to a thousand of them. Which means, now they could get more if you go into deeper mess. But the original attack, you can handle. It may be less than that, but you have authority over a thousand. All right? Now, if you keep giving in, it might get bigger. I don't know how all that works. I'm just saying, just know Christ in you has more authority than whatever is attacking you. All right? So, number one, walk away from that which gets your eyes on anything but Jesus. That which makes your eyes focus on sickness. That which makes your eyes focus on rejection. That which makes your eyes focus on economics. That which makes your eyes focus on being alone. Or Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Think of it this way. The dragon comes in, that spirit, the rulers, they come in to, to set up a scenario in your life based on how they've already hurt you or they know your history or whatever to cause you not to keep your eyes on Jesus. So, so, so if you go to a doctor, a psychiatrist, a, a economic, whatever, who cares? And they tell you something to make it seem hard or impossible or acceptable. What the enemy is trying to do in your life, right? What, what are they really doing? Getting your eyes off of Jesus. The spirit of condemnation what does it do? That's part of this thing. But by then you're in pretty deep. It gets your eyes off of Jesus. So if you're in any trial, anything, you've got to slay this dragon first. So I'll just use mine because I'll use the big one. Everybody knows. But when Mitchell was not supposed to, do you all understand? They told us he wasn't going to live pretty much. Like the, the percentage chance of him living was so low and they didn't know what he had. But of all the things they thought he had, none of them gave him much of a lifespan. Okay, how many know that dragon came in big? And that dragon wanted to get my eyes off of Jesus and the word of God. All right, I want everybody to take a minute and see what is the dragon trying to do to get your eyes off of Jesus and his word and his promise. Because he's always up to something. You can just learn to put him under your feet fast. You can learn to cast down imaginations quickly. And you can keep your eyes on Jesus. All right? You got it? So you're going to... Uh, I just see something. It's like, I can't. 
That is a lie from the dragon. Yes, he's probably put you in more bondage than just the dragon, but we're going to go to this step by step. So if I'm going to get my way out of a trap of the devil, amen, mm, this is the same way the church has to get out. This is the same way we have to take authority to win this nation back, to win nations, right? We got to start individually. Then when we all come together, it's powerful. You can still come and be a part of prayer and be a part of whatever faith you do have joining. But if I don't teach you how to help you, then you're just whamming around. You don't know what you're doing in spiritual warfare anyway. You know, we just kind of need you to add your 10,000 things in there. Amen? So, don't just hear this. Do this. And the, Okay, the devil's going to make you think you can't. You can choose to think on Jesus no matter what. You may have to get past distraction. You may have to get past condemnation. You may have to get past everything. But you got to start with slaying this dragon that says that God's a liar and he doesn't love you. That says that God's a liar. He can't really care much about that sin. That God's a liar. And that you see what I'm saying? You've got to come in agreement that God is who he says he is in his word. Amen? You've got, to, you've got to seek his face. You've got to seek him in the word. You've got to spend time saying, Holy Spirit, teach me who Jesus is. I want to see him. I want to know him. I already can hear. I know a lot of you got. there's a bunch of devils saying, not for you. That's because you're in so deep. We're going to help you get out. But you've got to make this first step. Okay, mm, without this first step, you ain't going to win. Without this first step, we will not win this nation back. If we have our eyes on spiritual warfare, but not Jesus, we're not going to win. If we have our eyes on the prophets and not Jesus, we're not going to win. If we have our eyes on upcoming uh, Holy Spirit outpouring and not Jesus, we won't have a real outpouring. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and he'll take care of everything. Well, if I'm seeking first his kingdom, I first got to come in through the king. Amen. All right. Second. And all these could teach for hours by themselves. All right, so where's the second one? All right, okay, the old serpent. Where's Karen? What's, what's the second one in Ephesians called? Authorities. So the old serpent is demonic authority. Okay, so it's called the authorities. Mm, this is good. So think about it. If I'm going to overcome, now what did he say? What did he say in there that the serpent did? The serpent brought pain to you. The serpent brought heart. So, okay. First, the devil has to get your eyes off of Jesus, focused on something else, not believing the word. Then he's going to come in and wham you. Then he's going to take your sound mind. Then he's going to give you a disease. Then he's going to attack your family. Then he's going to, so the serpent is after your eyes are off of Jesus, and the serpent's going to now bite. Okay, he's going to bite. That's where the divorce came in. That's where the tragedy came in. That's where the disease came in. That's where the addiction came in. Is everybody getting this? And, and like he kind of went over how this happened in our nation. You can go back and listen to it. But let's just teach you individually. Because if we don't help get the individuals free in the body then we don't have much of the body working. Amen? So, 
The enemy's going to come and get your eyes off of Jesus. Get it on anything else, which covering does, okay? Then he's going to come in and he's going to attack you. And he's going to bite you. And he's going to try to make you think what? This word doesn't work for you. How many know that after I buried my daughter and Satan hit again within a few, not even a year or so, how many know Satan was trying to get my eyes off of Jesus and to give up on God's word? He even said, the devil even said that to me, bury another one. What do, what do I, but he basically talked to me enough to say, how many do you have to bury before you're going to quit believing God's word? That's what Satan said to me. And it was scary because he wasn't talking quiet and we were rushing my son. This was after the, this was when the chicken pox thing came and Satan tried to kill my son right away quickly within 24 hours with chicken pox that completely destroyed his brain, his liver and his lungs. So if you want to know why I'm not concerned about a virus, that's why I'm not concerned about a virus because I learned how to fight and I kept my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. My eyes had to be on Jesus. He got my eyes on him. While my daughter's body was in the yard. Because I knew I can't do this. But I, my God can. My eyes have never left him since. So all the other trials have seemed so minor in comparison. So I want your eyes to be this close on Jesus. Amen? What he says. What he says. Don't even go to a doctor and hear what they say till you know what God says. Don't look at your finances. Don't look at the job report. Know what God says. My gosh, how are you going to win if you're going by what a doctor says or the economics say or whatever? I'm going to go by what God says. I'm going to have favor no matter what happens to our nation. No one can take. The dragon cannot even get close to taking my eyes off of Jesus. I know the minute he starts to hit, the minute I don't feel the anointing as strong as I should have been feeling it, I know I've been sidetracked at watching all these videos and not keeping my eyes right on Jesus. So I'm over there repenting. God, I'm going to see you. God, I'm going to see you. These songs always make me see you. God, I have been so sidetracked with all these other things and watching all these good things. I'm watching really good things. I haven't even watched HGTV. I've been watching so many good things. But it can't take the place of my eyes on Jesus or it begins to be a dragon. Now, if you keep your eyes on Jesus and you stop the dragon... <coughs> You won't have to go to the serpent. But I'm helping some people get free from the serpent. He's already bit you. Don't let him bite you again. Amen? Don't let him bite you. Kick him. Don't care what anybody says. Just, you know, I'm talking about put on a fancy dress and fix your hair up and put on some, go watch a, what they call it, chick flicks. Okay, just understand. Chick flicks are movies girls like that boys don't. I said chick flicks at an ISDM thing. They don't call it that. They thought I was in soft porn. I'm like, I'm not into any kind of porn. It just means it's like Gone with the Wind could be considered that. It's the movie, the, the ones women like. I'm just saying that. Anyhow, they're going to love that on Facebook. Anyway, so I'm not in any kind of porn, okay? I don't even watch soap operas. 
I don't watch any of that mess. I don't watch anything that has anything going on on it that God couldn't smile at. Amen? I'm just saying, when the devil tries to bite you, do the opposite of what he's trying to get you to do. Say the opposite. Cast out imagination. Say what God says. Amen? The part to stop the serpent is spiritual warfare that we have teaching on. All right? It's taking that word as a sword. It's casting down imaginations. It's putting on the armor. All those things are in this category. So get this. To stop the dragon, you keep your eyes on Jesus. You grow closer in Jesus. You get deeper in Jesus. You walk closer to God than you've ever walked. If you feel yourself not strong in your first love, get back to your first love. Jesus warns that church that's really doing everything right and very busy, kind of like what we've been, right? And he says, don't leave your first love. Which shows you, you can be really actively anointed doing everything God wants, but he recognizes now you're more looking at that than looking at him. Don't be looking more at all these prophets and these good teaching and this new teaching coming out, which I love, than you are hanging out with Jesus. I'm speaking to myself right now. Amen. Usually when I'm speaking to me, I'm speaking to some of you. Amen. It's okay. I can preach to me. I need to hear it. All right. The old serpent... That's where you're going to do spiritual warfare. That's where you're going to use the word as a sword. That's where you're going to really start fighting the enemy. Wham, wham, wham. Okay. Yeah, well, you've had to do it quite a few times. Okay. That's when Satan attacks your body, attacks your mind, attacks your family, and you take God's word and fight. Can I just say, quit light, turn it, laying over like, you know, just forget condemnation. Okay, whatever. That's you. If you don't win this, you're choosing not to win this. And it may be a strong bondage in you, but the God in you is greater than the bondage in you, so I don't buy it that it's okay to lose. Okay? I don't personally think it's okay to lose. It's not okay to lose. Why? Because God lives inside of you. And when you win, you glorify him. And when you lose, you glorify the devil. Okay, can we just decide we're not losing anymore no matter what? Even if it means being in the word a lot. Even if it means tithing. Even if it means hanging out with God all the time. Eyes on God. Doing what he says. Okay, okay so. With the spirit of condemnation which is the devil judging you, the devil, and that's a few, little bit further on. But what it tries to do, it tries to make you think that what you do to destroy the serpent doesn't work. Don't believe it. Okay, so if you've lived in condemnation or you got into a counterfeit spirit or something like that, Satan's trying to tell you it doesn't work for you. You've tried this. You don't try God, okay? Do y'all get that? When you get the real deal, there's no trying it. It's not, I'm not going to just take this for a cruise around the neighborhood and if it don't work, I'm taking it back. Amen? It doesn't work like that with the king of kings. Amen? It doesn't work like that with spiritual stuff. With true spiritual stuff, I don't try it. He already bought it and gave it to me. It's paid for. Amen. And it works. It always works. It just needs me to have the oil to believe it's going to work. All right. 
So get down, get, cast down the lies that say it's not going to work. Don't, get out of fear. Get out of fear that, well, I used to do that, but it was the wrong spirit. Well, we're not talking about your used to. We're talking about your now. Amen? Condemnation keeps you in the past. I know he talks about that with one of these. The accuser of the brethren. It's one of the bigger ones at the end. Ooh, look at that. It is at the end, isn't it? Hold on a second. Let me, let me do this real fast. Karen, tell me what these other two are real fast. Yeah, so, so the dragon is rulers, the darkness, of, and then the, the old serpent, the old serpent is authorities. Okay, get that. Think of the word authority. Authority is where you make something back down, right? Authority is making something back down. The dragon is slayed by you not taking your eyes off of Jesus. If, it, if the devil gets as strong as coming at you, you slay him. You take authority over him with God's weapons. All right. What's the third one? So the one who's the devil, what's he called that one? Yeah. Okay. World rulers of the darkness of this age. So that's some pretty big stuff. So world rulers of the darkness of this age. Whew. What's that going to be? That's going to be how the devil has twisted things that the whole society has taken on as normal. It's when they say alcoholism is a disease. How many know that alcoholism is a bondage? It's when they say that mental illness is something you can never get over. Now, I'm telling you, and I'm bringing this down to the scale that would be your personal attacks. You could take all this in a much higher level to talk about attacking nations. We're not doing that this morning. Do you see what I'm saying? So when they say he'll never be any different, when they say, well, this is what you have to learn to live with, that's this, that's this thing called the devil. What does the devil do in scripture? He goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, I haven't had time to study this, so I'm just flowing with what I got here. But the de I'm going to go look at all these. Look where it says serpent. Look where it says the different thing. But one thing I know about the devil, it says... Um, the devil goes around like a roaring lion. I'm pretty sure it's the devil. The devil goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, which means it's going to be loud. It's going to be scary. It's going to have a lot of fear based. It's going to be like, who is going to buy into my fear? Who's going to buy into my fear? Who's going to buy into my fear that they'll never get free? Who's going to buy into my fear that this cancer is going to kill them? Who's going to buy into my fear that nobody's ever going to want them again? Who's going to buy into my fear? So when Satan goes around like a roaring lion, he's the de that's the spirit, the devil. That's where these really world powers come to direct all of your thinking to how this is impossible. Okay? We're getting into some big stuff now. This is when they send all the doctors at the hospital we were at in with all their little doctors learning. And I'm cool with doctors. I learned a lot by listening to them to know what to go fight. So I knew to go fight these world powers. Because all of a sudden now they're saying, well, because of the medications they have him on, he's going to be... No, he's going to have stunted growth. He won't be over four feet tall. It's like, oh, we're so glad our medicine's working. But now this is the consequence of the medicine working. He's going to be blind. He's going to have diabetes. He's going to not be over four feet tall. And there was some other thing. I'm sitting there listening to this, and they're just doing like casual conversation. Like, this is what you should expect because you took the drugs. 
And how many know the devil will beat the tart of anybody who doesn't know how to do this and say, well, this is what, this is just a consequence of it. This is some, y'all ought to read what it says you can get when you take those drugs. And you better start praying no poison shall harm you. You better start asking God, is there a better way than doing this? Do they even give it to you in a warning. Am I telling not to take medication? No, I'm telling you to, to recognize spiritual warfare. I'm telling you to see that you need to pray that no, no weapon formed against me can prosper. You need to not see the, the world's way as the way of victory. Amen? You ought to have a desire that when they finally, when we either get raptured or they put us in the, in the grave, there were no chemicals in our body because we knew how to walk in authority. Amen? Okay, so we've already talked about that. I'm not saying don't. I'm saying you've you got to recognize where you're at, but you've bought into the lie of the devil if you think where you're at is where you have to stay if it doesn't line up with who God is. Okay, same thing. Okay, here's another one. So the world that, that what did you call it, Karen? Okay, well, let me see what is in Amplified. Go to Amplified. Do you have that where you can go to Amplified? That's okay. Let me, where is that at in Ephesians? Okay, let me get there. Okay, Ephesians 6.12. All right. Because wrestling against flesh and blood were not, but against rulers, authorities, worlds. Mine just says worlds, rulers. So, okay. And the darkness of this age. All right. Okay, so get that. Darkness of this age. I mean, these are demons. These are real strong spirits that are operating in the intelligence of this age. In other words, in what is considered medical science or economic science, it's, it's like it's what our age accepts as normal. Amen? And God says, well, it is normal for them because that's where the devil has them. It's not normal for you. And, and let me just say, because I didn't accept, not that I knew the name of what I was fighting, I just had my eyes on Jesus, but when I took authority over that, and I thought, no, he can't have that. He can't have that. He can't. He, he's got perfect vision. He's six foot tall. He doesn't have diabetes. He's actually a really healthy eater and has really good blood work. Not one of the things that they said he had to have because of how they had to treat him. Not one of those came to pass. Does anybody think that's just, a, just by happenstance? That, that they have him as a case study and medical doctors are training up their students on his rare case and sitting there in front of him, which wasn't very smart, if you ask me. And except I'm glad he did it because then I heard what the devil was up to. How many know when I heard what the devil was up to, I did something about it. I didn't quit giving him his medicines because he still needed them because we hadn't had the breakthrough yet where he didn't need them. Does everybody understand that? Does everybody understand that I can know that no poison shall harm him because God told me to do this and I'm not just taking an easy way out? There is no easy way out. If you take the world's way of doing things based on the principalities of darkness of this age, if you do what they're only recommending for this age, Come on, people. If you're doing what they're recommending for this age and you got a, a child who doesn't know if they're a boy or a girl because of all the stuff that's been pushed at them in our really crazy culture, then they're that principality of this age is going to cut 
off their body parts and put them on hormones that's going to destroy them ever being who God created them to be. And that just got executive order from my understanding that you can be eight years old. Well, they better not, you better know how to pray if they come near your eight-year-old. I told you when I went to NIH, they sat me in, down separate and set John separate and tried to find out if we were those born-again Christians. God told me not to tell them. God said, don't act like you know me here. I'm like, you're kidding me, God. I've never gone anywhere where you told me not. If you're just full of you, I could just say Jesus' name anyway. If Jesus tell you not to say his name there, you better not say his name there. That's called growing up. This is years ago, and they want to take away parental rights because you're a Christian. And you know Dr. Fun? That's where his main office is. Guess what? God's given me authority over Dr. Fun. Because of what I walked through, and I kept my eyes on God. Am I boasting on me? No, I'm boasting on God and his ways. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So why did you do it right? Because I had grace to do it so I could teach you. Amen? All right. Does everybody get this? You do not buy into the world's rulers and the darkness of this age. You may have to go along with it to keep your job. Do you understand? God's not telling anybody not to keep their jobs. There are, okay, when I went to India and I wasn't supposed to go to India to preach the gospel. And they said no to my visa. Because I found out, because I put on there I was a preacher. We don't want no preachers here. Did I go to India? Yes. Did I lie? No. They sent me a thing and said, you have to say, and it was, quote, that you will not um, do religious works or something like that while in our country. Well, I don't do religious stuff anyway, so that wasn't hard. But what I did, I actually said, you told me, I wrote this to him, I said, you told me that I had to write, and I put it in quote, and I wrote it. I didn't say I agreed with it, I didn't say I believed it, I just wrote it. And then I said, and I'll tell you why I'm coming to your country, because Two families in your country just lost two little six-year-old boys to drowning, and I'm going there to give them the good news of how God helped me when my daughter died. And we did warfare. Because you think, how on earth? They gave me that visa. I guarantee you they hated it. I'm t- the, the devil's in there like, no, don't. Holy. The angel's like, approved. If we don't become people who understand how spiritual all this is and we have to do these things God's way and we have to have authority over these things, we're really just a bunch of goofy little baby Christians saying a lot of words but having no real fruitfulness to what we're doing almost. I'm not saying that. Most of you guys have overcome stuff for real. How many know we are just in that season? And let me just say this. Don't play with sin, okay? Because I'm just promising you, if you play with sin... And you know it's sin. Just get out of the sin so you can have some authority before it's too late to get the authority. It's not worth it. There's no sin worth it. There's no sin worth it. Quit doing your addictive things. Get free. Do what God says to do. 
Quit buying the lie, you got to sin. That's just a lie. I don't care what you have to do to fast it. Fast it and get rid of it and mean it. If it means breaking up with a relationship that God doesn't want you in, then break up with the relationship God doesn't want you in. If you've got an unclean relationship going, you either get it right between you and God or you get out of it. It's not worth it. We're in, we're, it's never worth it. It's not worth it in a day and an age when Satan's out to see who he can destroy. All right. I'm just saying this. There is this thing called marriage. Just going to put that out there. Two believers equally yoked can get married. Paul even tells you to. Because he knows that Satan loves a temptation. And if you got kids who are being tempted this way, begin to pray. Lord, let them just get them little selves married or break up that whole relationship. You would pray like that? Yes, I would pray like that. Well, if they get married really fast, then praise God. Amen. My, my kids only date people that are pretty decent, so that's all right. Marry them then. Amen. Start praying that. Lord, either get rid of that relationship over or let them get married. So they can do this and glorify God. So, well, I'm too wounded to get married. Then you're too wounded to be in a relationship. Get healing. If you're too wounded to be in a relationship, get healing. So you can be in a relationship that when the Bible says that passion in you rises for that virgin, the Bible says you can marry them. Parents, come on, let's be godly with our kids. I remember my kids, how, how old can I date? Michael said, so how old, how old can I be when I get to date? I said, well, how much money do you make? I get like $4 for allowance. I said, where can you live for $4 a week on allowance? What do you mean? I said, where are you going to live and buy food? And, you know, you got to have a job. You shouldn't even date till you have a job. You don't mean date until I have a job? No, because how are you going to get married? Well, I said, there's no reason to even look at dating. Because how, has anybody been on a date more than two or three times with somebody you liked and didn't have passion rise? It's probably the wrong person, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Don't try to make something happen, you know. Just realize. I mean, Karen's on you, that's right. Because <laughs> Karen thought she never wanted to get married again. She didn't even think she even cared. And then man, her dad just really hit it off. <laughs> it's like, dang, we got to get married. Amen? From I don't ever want to get married again to, oh, he's kind of cute. Okay, I guess I'll go out with him. First guy's like, well, you better sign those divorce papers, chick. <laughs> I don't care how long you've been separated. You're still married on those papers. I'll sign them. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Think Valentine's when you finally got to go on your first date, right? It's like, where's those papers? I'll pay myself. <laughs> that was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, it's like, can't work here and be in sin just so you know it, so don't ever apply. Are y'all that strict? Yeah, we believe the word of God that much. We're not going to open a door to get whammed. Amen? You can't run your grown children's life who have their own money and they do their own thing, but you can sure help them feel convicted a lot. My kids only got to look at me and they feel convicted. I don't, conv I don't say a word. I, I, just, I just 
no, God, you know how to do this. But I know one thing, I'm not, if, I'm not going to say, oh, you've not dated long enough to get married if I know that they think they've dated long enough to get married. Amen? Because I believe Holy Spirit can keep any marriage together. But if you're wounded, you need to get healed. Or you'll go from marriage to marriage to marriage. You should hear the statistics on second marriages and third marriages making it. It's really low. Why? Because those people don't get healed. I don't know how I went there, but I did. All right. Okay, because of the dark, and just, we're on Facebook. There's hundreds of other people watching, so I'm not talking to you unless I'm talking to you. God's talking to you. All right. World rulers of darkness of this age. So I want you to get that. Those are the cultural accepted sins of this age. Okay, those are the cultural. How many know even eight years ago, we did not have them teaching our kids that there were more than two genders? What is that? Oh, man, that is a world ruler of the darkness of this age. So that's what you're fighting. So parents know it. That's what you're fighting. Teachers know it. Psychiatrists, counselors know it. You aren't just fighting a little thing. You are fighting a world ruler of darkness of this age. And don't try to fight it in your flesh. Be right with God. Get your past cleaned up. Get your bondages cleaned up. Get the things that Satan can use to take away your authority here cleaned up so God can protect you as you step out on his word. Amen? Amen? I mean, just go back, just go back 20 years before that. And all of a sudden, homosexuality became a new norm, which was what? World ruler of the darkness of the sage. You see what I'm saying? Just so you know, up and coming, what does Satan want this world ruler to do? Make pedophile a new normal. It's already out there. It's already being taught. It's already put everywhere. Because you just, the devil just sinks you lower and lower and lower. Amen? You've got to stand up for righteousness, but you do it in love. You, mm. So if, you got, if you've got that world, world ruler, where, where's that world ruler at now? What, that world ruler is even on Hallmark movies now. They're making Hallmark movies take on that world ruler, right? Right? So it's in the music, right? It's in the teaching. It's in the counseling. Right now, that world ruler is saying, if you don't agree with that world, world ruler's ridiculousness, then you, you shouldn't be able to adopt. You shouldn't be able to counsel. You shouldn't be able to be a teacher. See, the devil's going to shut up the church with that world ruler spirit. So you better, better bust it out of your own life, amen? And you better start doing whatever God shows you to do to get this thing out of our culture. How many know we need a Holy Spirit outpouring? We, we got to bust these things one by one. So don't think we're not going to strategically, we're going to roll up our sleeves. We're not waiting for a Holy Spirit rescue tomorrow. If it comes, praise God, I'll be the first one to jump up and down. Amen. But I'm a persevering Christian. I've learned to persevere, not give up, fight. Let me just say this to everybody here. If you're still in the same trial, it's not because you're waiting on God. It's because you haven't yet got to what God wants you to see to destroy this spiritual demonic spirit attacking you. And can I say, never underestimate the devil. Don't just think, well, how many, I think we did that, I personally, I think we did that with, with the election. I think we underestimated 
that it would be able to actually be, um, I'm, I'm on Facebook, that it would actually, that, that what was prophesied by true men and women of God, even right to 45's face, didn't happen. It did happen, but then it didn't happen. I think we all knew it was going to happen, but we didn't know it then wouldn't happen. Do you get what I'm saying? Like that blindsided us. Like how could that, isn't there something or someone, and truthfully to me, people were listening to baloney thinking we didn't need to be praying because we thought it was going to be taken care of. How many know we're not listening to baloney anymore? How many know we're going to pray? We're going to fight. We're going to believe. We're going to watch God do what only God can do. And I believe it's going to actually make this nation so much brighter than it would have been had it done another way. Where's your Bible for that? All things work together for good to those who love God and called to his purpose. And I think there's enough people in this nation who love God and called to his purpose for this nation that God is going to make this place shine. Amen? So we're going to go there. We're going to do what he wants. All right. The last one. All right. Then the devil has, um, he's called Satan, right? Was that the last one he did in scripture? In Revelations, was it Satan? It was the devil, then it's Satan. All right. So when he's called Satan, um, it goes along with the spiritual powers of evil in the heavenlies. Okay. Power is different than authority. Power is a supernatural strength to, 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 to push something that God doesn't want pushed. It's like a power. So if I over... So if someone overpowered you, okay? So, so like, let's say, let's say you're a big dude like Caleb. You're a big dude like Caleb. But a big dude like, um, what's um, Heath. <laughs> a bigger dude like Heath came along and decided to wham you and overpower you, okay? Just based on power, just based on strength. So this last principality, Satan, is based on demonic strength. It's been fed, it's been, it's been given authority, I mean power. It has all those other things working with it, right? So when we get to there, that's really bad. We don't want to ever let something get to there. In our own personal life, if it gets to there, guess what? They just died of that cancer. The enemy's strength overpowered their natural strength. It overpowered where they were walking in God, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's, what we're, that's where I believe our nation is fighting right now. We've got to get the power of God, not just the authority we walk in, not just the anointing to break the yokes, amen? Not just casting down imaginations and this kind of thing, and breaking the lies. The serpent is the liar also. Just so you know. So all those lies that go out. Not that it matters the order. Amen. It really doesn't matter the order. Just do what Holy Spirit shows you. It's just kind of interesting to me. When I hear it broken down like that. When I just asked how that works. Okay. But what's the overall thing? It's a process. Darkness is a process. Darkness is a process. We don't need a process of light. We need light. Amen. We need born-again believers filled with the Holy Spirit who begin to act like God and to walk like God. 
and the church needs to let that light in. So when you're walking these things out, you have to do what God says to do every time, even if it doesn't feel like it, okay? Even if it doesn't feel like it. I believe when, who, who's it? It's Satan that accuses, right? Satan's the name. So when you get to the place of feeling condemned, right? When you get to the place of feeling condemned, when a nation gets to a place of feeling condemned, when the devil has got our children feeling, if you're a white Caucasian male, the devil wants you to feel condemned in our nation. That's, that's, who, that's who being picked on now, okay? You've got to rise up in God not to believe that. And everyone else in the body has to rise up. You've got to tell your sons or your neighbors or your neighbor's son or the kid at church who's a white Caucasian male that you're wonderfully made in the image of God. Amen? You might even have to post pictures of some Caucasian male that you know and say, this is such a powerful man of God. See, we have to fight this for real. All right, for real. Now, when I'm lifting up who the enemy's trying to oppress, I'm not trying to oppress the other people. Amen? So truthfully, you could put a picture of everybody on there, including a white Caucasian male, and say, woo, made in the image of God, praise God. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? We've got teachers, anybody, church leaders, Sunday school leaders, we have got to bring truth to change this lie. Amen? Because you're watching the accuser of the brethren. The accuser is the one who tries to make you think you're not good enough. He's the one to try to bring back your past. He's the one who wants to make you, make you feel condemned. Wow, this is really good. Do you get what I'm saying? So we've got to undo this in our little personal lives, in our churches, in our Sunday schools, with the children we're around. We need to really focus on how to speak truth and bring light into darkness and truthfully we've all just been too busy doing our own churchy things and so many people have been running out to this conference and that conference and this conference and that conference and having a great time getting high in the anointing instead of really hearing God and walking with God and doing the work and undoing the works of the enemy we've actually churched this place I'm so thankful when Holy Spirit came that one time because we used to be a wild wild place and the Lord said get off the playground I'm going to tell you what, most of the church did not get off the playground. Don't be running to playground churches. Okay, because you can have signs and wonders and power. We have all of it, right? I mean, we really, we're really believing still for power. It, but never let anything take the place of eyes on Jesus and Jesus Christ being lifted up. And there's so much doctrine to get him out of the way. Don't even listen to a teaching that doesn't include his name. He's the name above every name. His name needs to be above every sermon, amen? His name needs to be above everything you get. Your, your, your itchy ear preaching is just, this is, mm, the gospel crucifies us and builds up our spirit man who's connected to the headship of Jesus Christ. Did you hear that one? The true gospel crucifies self. And edifies and builds up our spirit connected to the headship of Christ. Who I am in Christ is the only part of me that needs to be built up. Ooh, I get that, get that. Because we live in an entire culture of trying to build up those boo-boos. Instead of saying, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. 
this, this is where you have to come to in this warfare against condemnation. Condemnation is when he was talking about condemnation when the devil keeps telling you about your past. That's you can say, wait a minute, I repented. There is no past. And why am I listening to the devil anyway? Can I tell you, does anybody think you're going to have a really powerful, fun life if you listen to the devil all the time? No, it's going to be pretty, even if he made you feel good for a while, it's just to zap you, right? So let's quit listening to him. Boy, if some of y'all, when some of y'all get to the place to hear God, like you've heard the devil, you'll be powerful. How do you know if you're listening to the devil? Because you could tell me right now what he's been saying to you even during this meeting. Amen? God wants us to discern what is he saying. You can hear what he's saying in the world. Don't let it get into your thinking. Cast it down. Break the power of it. Use your post to put truth out there in a way that, that people, that bust the lies without necessarily, you can do that without getting thrown off. If you get thrown off, fine, but then you can't do it anymore that way, right? I mean, you could, you could, you could speak truth in love. But when Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, to Peter, guess what? Jesus is love. He was speaking truth in love. We may need to have a big altar call of get thee behind me, Satan, to half the church <laughs> and recognize they've been speaking from the wrong voice. Well, that's a really good one. That's a good one. If you're fighting condemnation, next time, instead of trying to listen to it and all this, say, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. In Jesus' name. Get thee behind me, Satan. But he keeps on. Well, that's because you haven't showed him you mean it yet. Punishes disobedience. You get a bad dream, change it to something powerful and awesome. And then just say, Lord, whatever devil gave me that dream, I ask you to get the punishment of Satan on judgment day. And it better not show up here again. If, do you know, this is good for parenting too, just so you know this. If you are consistent, now I'm not talking about rigid and I'm not talking about legalistic because that brings death. But when there's a consistency, that you're not going, let me, let me give an example. When my kids were little, and you know how you go in the grocery store and the kids, you got those kids are grabbing everything and moaning, I want this, give me this, give me this, and the moms are all frantic and everybody's grabbing everything. Okay, you can stop that before you ever, don't try to stop it when you're in there. You stop it ahead of time. And all I said in my house, and I stuck with it no matter what, if you ask for it, it's automatically no. If I ask you if you would like it, then you can tell me. But I'm very generous and I love blessing you. So more than likely, you'll probably get something most of the time. But just remember this. If you ask for it, the answer is no once we're in the store. So if you went in, here's what, here's what parents miss it. You have all this intention to buy them something, like, like you're excited to give them something. And you get in there and the doofy little kid says, can I have that? And you're like, dang, now I can't give it to you. <laughs> and I'm like, I was going to get that for you. But remember the rule? You can't ask when we're in the store because then 
I'll be, then you're going to think you can manipulate me. And then you're going to get to a place where you have a demon of manipulation. And then it's going to be really bad warfare in our house. And it's going to be a mess. I'm not going to help you get a spirit of manipulation. So we are going to sit down. We're going to come up with fair rules that will help you not give in to manipulation. And then we're going to stick with them. It's not a punishment to stick with a rule. Y'all need to listen to this. It's not a punishment to stick with a rule. Rules are not to be power struggles. Every rule you make should have something to look out for the welfare of that other person and not about you. Let me preach that one a little louder. God did not give you a position of authority so you could lord it over someone else to make your life easier. How many know we don't make God's life easier? Amen? So that rule needs to be thought out. The only way to keep that from being legalistic and causing a child to rebel against you and rebel against God possibly is if you come up with that rule with the intention to help them to not sin to help them to have a calmer life, to help them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Every single law that God put in his word is to help us. They're not to help God. They're not to help God to handle us. They're not to help God to cope with us. Amen? Gosh, if we could just do our parenting based on Holy Spirit and how he does things, it'd be amazing. Okay? So you need to scrap some of your old laws that you did because you don't want to be disturbed. God, you may have to be disturbed sometime. Is there a parent in here who wasn't disturbed at some time? You need it. That was wrong to soundproof that room and lock that door. And your kid's probably messed up. No. <laughs> Amen? So you have to rethink all these things. Like, okay, Lord, show me how to do this. And let me say, mm, legalism be like, okay, this isn't working. So instead of me admitting this isn't working, I'm going to just make this work. No, no. There's a reason it's not working. So, so rethink it. Pray about it. Lord, why isn't this not working? What is the motive behind this? If, this? if this motive is for my good and not their good, God can't bless it, people. Because you're supposed to be dead. Amen? I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. He can handle anything. So the, the rules you set up, the, the procedures you set up have to be thinking about What's going to help them? What's going to help them to be, to be able to glorify God? What's going to help them to get to, you know, in everywhere of their life? What's going to help them? And when my heart comes from helping, same thing. If you own a business, oversee a ministry or anything else, it's the same heart. God, doesn't, God does not bless a heart where you're trying to lord it over others so you have it easy. God, this is good preaching. Everybody were like, well, I didn't know she was going to go here. Neither did I. Same thing with husband and wife and the godly submission thing. It is never so that you have an easy job in a place where God gives you a place to have authority. He is not a God that wants us to lord it over others. He's a God that wants to give us wisdom. Wisdom to help others become who he wants them to be. 
So who does he want that person to be that the devil's attacking to try to get to you? And ask the Lord, why? Why is this happening? What's going on? Lord, show, show me what's going on in our house. Show me what's not right. This, I, I know I told you the story, but since we're on this topic and it's time to leave, it's already 1230. When you look at how the spiritual stuff works, does anybody know that Satan doesn't back off because you're focused on one trial? He likes to throw others in there. So we got to really become strong in Christ. And I just remember when Mitchell was so sick, I know you've heard this before, but I'm helping some of you see some things. When Mitchell was, and, and we're humans, and, and that's not an excuse for sin, but it is, an, it is a reasoning that we need to sometimes regroup and hang out with God, right? We need to hang out with him anyway, but sometimes we're not seeing things right. So, so Mitchell was sick, so I would go into Mitchell's room. I mean, he was life and death sick, and I would read scripture over him every night, and we would sit and talk and all, build him up in his most holy faith. And then I'd be pretty tired, and I'd walk down the hall, and his little brother would say, Hey, you were in there a half hour. Come talk to me. And, and to me, it was like, Oh, well, that's true. So I'd go in there. First night was kind of okay. Second time, I was tired. Hey, you were in there 32 minutes. Come talk to me. Then I'd go in there like, Okay. You know, then I'm getting kind of like, Okay, there's no gra there was grace for helping my child who's fighting for his life. There's no grace for this. First night, okay, maybe I neglected him some. By the third night, I was right. It was like, you don't want me coming in that room. <laughs> the last thing you want is for me to come in that room right now, <laughs> right? Okay, all of a sudden, God's not in charge, right? All of a sudden, the enemy's in charge. So I had to step back and go seek the Lord. Lord, I get, I get where it seems fair, for me to go spend time with my other son, I get where he might even think he needs that, right? So, so sometimes it looks like something fair, right? It looks like, well, they probably need that. That's not the point. The point is what spirit's on it. When the spirit of manipulation gets on something, even though the observation that that would be fair and I need your time, do you get what I'm saying? As soon as the spirit of manipulation gets on it, it's going to cause you to get angry. God does not give grace for a spirit of manipulation to be in charge. Ever. Amen. Then you're going to be making threats and all the stuff Bible tells you not to do. So what do you have to do? You have to go regroup. So I had to say, okay, Lord, show me what to do. Show me what to do. And once I saw that what was at first an, a plea from a little kid who needed some attention became very quickly a spirit of manipulation. So I had to go to that son and I said, listen, here's the situation with your brother. We're really praying for him. He, the Lord leads me in there to help him. Now, if you hear me in there instead of timing me, why don't you pray for him? Or if you want to come in and pray, you can, whatever. I said, but I'm not coming in here anymore until God tells me to. And God loves you and he knows what you need. And so uh, forgive me for not giving you the attention that you really did need. I was sidetracked. Forgive me. You need attention too. But I'm not going to let you decide when you get that attention. God's going to decide when you get that attention. That was the end of it, you guys. That was the end of it. If I had kept on going in there, I would have got frustrated. I would have got angry. And it would not have been a good thing. But they also would have got rebellious. They would have got manipulative. 
They would think they could call all my shots and order my steps. God orders my steps. Amen? So, so we need to recognize what spirits are operating and ask God for wisdom. How do we stop this? And that's with any relationship. Any relationship where there can be a power struggle, we need the wisdom of God. Amen? You cannot fight. And let me say this. If you fight a spirit of manipulation with a, with a spirit of manipulation, it's going to be bad. If you fight a spirit of manipulation with a spirit of anger, it's going to be bad. You have to have wisdom from who? God. And his wisdom can change. He may say, do this this week, do this. He may do something so much that they can't even figure out a pattern to figure out how to manipulate you. Amen? So God promises us, if we lack wisdom, we're to ask without doubting, and he'll give it to us. So this, the, world, the spirit of the world, the one of the world, wants to make you doubt that God's going to give you wisdom, right? Right now, that spirit would like everybody to doubt that God can turn this thing around for our nation. Is this helping anybody? I, I'm, I'm teaching myself while I'm talking, so it's not always goes real smooth because I never thought of most of this before. And I'm getting excited because I like going deeper and stuff. But, but we need to recognize who we're fighting and how we're fighting. Tuesday nights, we need to come and get healed, delivered, and set free. So when we come on Friday nights or the men on Thursday nights, you can really do some warfare. Amen? For those of you who are really struggling in your own personal lives, get excited. I want you to say, I'm counting this joy. Say, I'm counting this all joy. I'm counting this all joy. Because I'm going to get to the place of lacking nothing. Now, let me tell you, using that word to stop lies is not a little thing. And you need to say it out loud. Because just saying that built you up right there, just didn't it? You've got to get those scriptures. You've got to get those scriptures. They're powerful. It's your sword. And you've got to speak those things. And you've got to take the time to find those scriptures. Amen? And then you speak them over your situation. You don't get tired. Don't grow weary in speaking them over your situation. Amen? By his stripes, I'm healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. And if you have to persevere, but you hang on to that sword, you will be healed. Amen? No weapon formed against me will prosper in Jesus' name. Don't make a formula of it. Get fresh words from God. Get fresh things to fight with from God. Spend that time seeking his face, hearing his heart, and doing the warfare. Amen? Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.